0: Do you ever find yourself yearning to look beyond the obvious and dreaming about what's possible in your next chapter? Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissett, former corporate executive who turned the page to become a best-selling author, entrepreneur, designer, and lifestyle business consultant. Episodes feature me and a kaleidoscope of guests who share their journeys with wit, candor, and humor. Braving life into real talks about things that matter most. I believe we all have a fire burning within us, waiting to be unleashed and shared with the world. It may just be a matter of time. So let's get together, turn the page and get this adventure started. Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissett, and today's guest is Yogi Aaron, and he is on a mission to help as many people as possible live a pain-free life. He is the creator of a revolutionary form of yoga, called Applied Yoga Anatomy and Muscle Activation. He also is the co-owner of Blue Asa Yoga Retreat and Spa in Costa Rica. This is where he shares his transformation journey of manifesting his life purpose and living his best life through his yoga. Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience.
1: I appreciate it. I've been actually following you since we first got in contact. And just been very much looking forward to the conversation. You seem like a person who's very enthusiastic about what you do and is also very informed. So thank you so much for having me here.
0: I appreciate you being here, especially because of what you do and how you go about doing it. So, before we jump into the now, let's talk a little bit about what got you here in the first place.
1: There's lots of things that got me to this point. One of the key things that you talked about was how I'm passionate about helping people live pain free. And a lot of that is because of my own chronic pain journey. When I was 18, I was pretty healthy, I was very athletic. And I got into yoga to stretch. And when you talk to most people about why they get into yoga, it's usually because they want to stretch to become more flexible. And most people equate flexibility with health and also with staying young and vital. And that's actually exactly what was in my mind at 18, because I started to see people like my grandparents who, albeit were older, of course, I think my grandfather at the time was like 65. That's not that old. My business partner is 72 and we both travel the world and take road trips and do all kinds of stuff and move very easily. So I looked at my grandparents, I saw them acting old and I saw that the common denominator was lack of movement. So I did yoga to create that movement in my body. But the interesting thing that happened was I started injuring myself. Actually, when I was 18, shortly after I started, quote unquote, stretching, I really hurt my back in a horrible way. And it would take me 25 years to figure out that it was the stretching that was causing or exacerbating the problems in my back. And so it culminated to this point where I ended up in this surgeon's office, this orthopedic surgeon who said to me that I probably would need a spinal fusion. And I cannot tell you what that did to my ego because here I am, great yoga teacher. I've traveled the world teaching people how to have a better body, how to have a better life. And then here I am completely debilitated and it was such a blow. There was like a few moments like, who am I? What am I doing? Have I been living a lie? And, and all of those questions. And that kind of prompted me, because I'm not a kind of person to like wallow very long. I think everybody should be allowed to wallow, but then you got to move on. So I moved on and I started studying a technique of massage called muscle activation technique. It was created by Greg Roscoff out of Denver and Greg developed this incredible technique. And to sum it up very briefly, it's basically a way to look for weaknesses, muscular weaknesses in the body, and then fix those muscular weaknesses by activating those muscles. And I got into it for first and foremost, I, did it because I really wanted to have a better understanding of the body. I realized I didn't know shit because I ended up in this debilitating situation. And at the very most, I was hoping to bring some tools that I could apply into my teaching, into my training. And right away, when I did the training, There was a couple of things that popped out, but one was I didn't know anything about the body. I thought I did. The other thing I quickly realized was how much stretching was harming us.
0: To your point, though, I think that there may be a lot of misinformed who are leading groups of other people with this whole
1: philosophy of stretching. What you said is very prophetic, is that there's a lot of misinformed people leading other misinformed people. But the problem is... The real problem then is that those misinformed people that have been led are now informing other people who are informing other people. And we just hear this so often in the yoga world. Like sometimes I get these people in my trainings coming and they start to pull out words or, or anatomical instruction that just doesn't make sense and is like somebody said it. Other people thought it was cute, started repeating it, which is nothing wrong with that. That's the nature of evolution. But the problem is when those things that they're repeating have no basis in science or basis in biomechanical function. (laughs) There's some
0: conflicts out there and folks have to filter and weave through those conflicts. But I do appreciate where you're coming from because I have always been not really mystified by yoga, but I have found it very difficult. I've been in many yoga classes and became very frustrated with those classes.
1: One of the things that I quickly realized in the MAT world, the muscle activation technique world, is that nobody was doing this in a yoga way. There was nobody translating this into yoga. And I just decided, okay, I'm going to start doing it with my students. As I started implementing this kind of muscle activation practice into yoga, There's a couple of things I implemented. One was no more stretching, no stretching allowed. Number two, that we actually start to prepare the body in a better way, meaning that we activate the muscles. And number three, this is probably the most important thing, is that we flip the script. The teacher will always say, feel your heart and your side body open up. I don't say that anymore. I say, feel the side that you're bending into, contracting and engaging and working. So those are the big three. And as I started teaching this way and started implementing this Ayama approach, applied yoga anatomy and muscle activation approach, one of the things I started noticing really quickly by day six and day 10 of people doing my trainings, they stopped having pain. They would come in like with shoulder problems, knee problems, back problems, and they were always pain-free. And so I just realized other people need to hear about this. And maybe we really should have a conversation about what stretching is actually doing to us. That's what I'm trying to do, though, is just create a conversation with more people about why we're so obsessed with stretching. And let's try to at least start to flip the script on it, because a lot of people are in pain And they keep doing these stretches. They keep trying to put their foot behind their head, but they end up in more pain at the end. And this is just providing a really scientific-based approach for people to start getting their body to a point where they're not in pain. And the sad thing, the thing that breaks my heart the most is watching people who are in pain, because I know what it's like to have such debilitating pain that you can't even get out of bed. And I don't want to say that that's a choice, Because it's not a choice if you don't know that you can do things for it. That's what I want to do is be able to empower people to have more choices in their life so that they can start to use these practices to live their best life.
0: I think that there are things that evolve over time. Sure. And things that we may not have known, but as we evolve, we become more aware of certain revolutionary ways of looking and doing things, just like how you were made aware of this and how you could then apply to yoga i think yeah. that you are creating a ripple effect by propagating this information and then we the general public is responsible for receiving it yes and then after we receive it then we have to figure out how we can actually activate and it yes. takes a while because we've got the talking heads over here talking about open hips
1: <laughs>
0: <You know? laughs> and then we got yogi aaron over here talking about this is the real deal yeah um,
1: There's one of the biggest things I find most sad. There's a few statements I think are sad, but one of them came from, I put this question out to this group of people. It was a men's group actually on Facebook. And I put this question out, something like what is stopping you from doing yoga? And several people, not just one, but several people said it's just too painful. And that breaks my heart for so many reasons, but One of them is what was the yoga teacher teaching that made it painful and why were they teaching a painful kind of class? But also I can just imagine that some of that pain is related to, for example, if they're trying to bend forward and quote unquote, stretch the hamstrings. One of the biggest problems that I see in both the yoga world and the fitness world is nobody bothers to ask the most important question is why are muscles tight to begin with?
0: What I'm thinking about is every time that I've gone for a massage and you know, I get them frequently, they will always tell me, oh my God, you neck, your back is a piece of marble. It's so tight, it's so tight. And then when they get to the glute area, it's the worst. It is the worst. Your okay? glutes
1: are really tight.
0: Oh my God. And they're trying to work it out. Not happening. So lighten it up, okay? So I'm looking at <laughs> my mind. I'm saying, why are my glutes so tight?
1: I can say a couple of things. And one is, again, first and foremost if you don't deal with the cause of the tightness, it will always be there. People that are constantly stretching their hips will always have to stretch the hips because the tightness will always come back. You may get them loosened up for a moment. It's temporary, And that temporary feeling of loosening them up feels good. We can all agree that, for most of us anyways, can agree that when we stretch, we feel better. There is a parasympathetic rest and digest response in the body, but we don't ever deal with the cause of it, cause of muscle tightness, 99.9% of the time related to the fact that the body feels unstable. There's instability. I've been dealing with knee pain just these last little while. So I got on a Zoom call with one of my teachers who's in LA right now, and I'm in Costa Rica. He started going through it. We started looking at where is the cause of the knee pain? And we traced it to one very specific muscle, which is called posterior tibialis. So now I've got some PT, but ever since I started doing it, the pain has gone away. This is something I really want people to hear because it goes over a lot of people's head. They let it just wash over them. But when we stretch we're violating our own body's protective mechanism. And I use that word very specifically, like that word violate should really settle in because that's a word that's been used to describe different things recently. And it's exactly, we're violating ourselves. We're not really dealing with what are the causes of that tightness. That's what I want to give people is the tools to be able to go, oh, there's tightness here, what's going on? And then be able to fix it really quickly because that's how quickly the body will heal if we do the correct things. If we don't do the correct things, then we just create more problems down the road. (laughs) I'll give you a classic example. This is one of my biggest pet peeves in the yoga world right now is you hear this expression of opening up the hips,
0: I've heard that expression many times.
1: Yes. All the time. You go on YouTube and search open hips and you'll get, do these things to open your hips. And what's really troubling now to me is that you hear fitness instructors talking about the importance of open hips. But let's just think about that for a quick second. Open hips means that my hips are no longer connected to my torso, which means that they're dislocated. Do we really want to walk through life with dislocated hips? So a lot of people are saying stuff out there, and I'm trying to bring a little bit more science and practicality to it. At the very least, to give people a moment to go, Well, that makes sense. Maybe I should start to re-examine some of what I'm taking in. And so here's the thing. If you keep violating the body's protective mechanism, you're loosening everything up. The body's going to go, we feel even more unstable now. So now we really have to tighten up. It's a cycle that just keeps getting more and more exacerbated. But with your glutes as well, it's just starting to look at what are the reciprocal muscles. There's probably some instability and your body is just tightening up that area because it doesn't feel stable. It doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel secure. For people that are listening to this, that are having a hard time wrapping their head around this muscle tightness business, one of the best examples that my teacher Greg gives is if we're like in the first day of winter or even like late fall when there's a little bit of ice on the ground and all of a sudden you step on that ice and you're about to slip, what does your body do? It tightens up. So your body senses instability or if you're on some sort of ladder or something, this has happened to me a lot because I'm terrified of heights. And all of a sudden I look down and what do I do? My body just freezes up because it doesn't feel secure as if tightening up is going to help if you're standing 30 feet above the ground on a ladder, but that's what you do is you just tighten up. And so when the body senses instability, like at an access, AKA the hips, like at a joint or the knees, it's going to tell the other muscles to tighten up. I've had severe knee problems. I was telling you that I had some just resurface and I fixed them. But before that I've had severe knee problems. Guess what my body did to protect my knees? told my hamstrings to tighten up. Then I go to yoga and I'm like, oh, I have to open up my hamstrings because that's what the teacher told me to do. And so until again, we deal with what is the cause of the tightness, then we're never going to really get rid of it. And we just keep exacerbating it by stretching it as well
0: with programs that you have as we actually start to think about solutions do you offer a series of videos that can be done virtually or how can a person get at this using some of your technique
1: the very first place to start I have a few different programs out I've created a free seven-day series on becoming pain-free and it basically gives a bird's-eye view of the body and the different systems and then some hacks in how to get that main muscle actually like we talked about the psoas, which is at the top of the chain of hip flexors. So I give a psoas solution. If you're sitting and you rotate, those are called trunk rotators, which are the most important group of muscles to make sure they're strong. So I give like simple hacks in how to get those muscles working. And usually just doing that alone helps so many people to shift the way that they think about things as well. I try to start teaching people about their body, its part of the Ayama approach, the applied yoga anatomy part is you don't need to become a physiotherapist or a doctor or get a four-year PhD, but just understand a little bit about your body and the different ways that we move. But more importantly, what muscles are responsible for that movement. So let me give you a quick example. Yesterday, I was in the gym and just doing my own little workout. And I turned over and I looked over my right shoulder and all of a sudden I noticed this pain in my neck and I was going holy Jesus now if normally people would then stop and then try to crack their neck stretch it do all of these things and it might loosen things up a little bit but it doesn't solve the problem because I know because I've done that before and I ended up with severe neck problems so then I was like okay my rotators are probably not working properly and it's manifesting as pain in my neck. So I stopped and I did my quick hack to get my rotators working in my core. And then I looked over my right shoulder again, all the pain went away. Not only did the pain go away, but I had more range of motion. So this is what I want to teach people. It's let's look at things from a more muscular standpoint rather than this like I need to stretch it out standpoint. Start to understand what is the movers of the bones of your body. Muscles have two functions. they move bones. So if you want to stand up, that's muscles that are lifting you to stand up. If you want to reach for your shampoo bottle in the shower, those are muscles moving it. Muscles also stabilize joints. So you have serious joints. You have your knee joints, your hips, your shoulders. You also have all the joints of your spine. So people are having back pain a lot of the times because the muscles are not supporting the joints of the spine properly. So what I endeavor to do is teach people a little bit about their Muscular system, so they can start putting it together. So when they do have pain in their knees, they can go, Okay, what did Yogi Aaron say about that? And then start to activate muscles on their own that are connected to that. I also put out a ton of YouTube videos. I also have an online library of resources on my own website, the Yogi Club. And all of these things are there to start getting people activated. I think one of the biggest ways that people can come and learn with me, too, is just my trainings that I do in costa rica
0: i was going to ask you about that so let's talk about the blue osa
1: blue osa yes
0: yoga retreat and spa
1: we hold retreats year round i lead the yoga teacher training immersions at blue osa and people can come and learn about the ayama approach the applied yoga anatomy and muscle activation approach and get certified in it and start to really do a deep dive Recognizing that some people are not able to come to Costa Rica, it is my plan in the relatively near future to have an Ayama online training that people can do. I'm hoping to have that released sometime soonish, but it's a bit of a process because I want to have different levels that people can take. There's basic Ayama for yourself, then there's yama to teach other people, and then there's more advanced stuff that people can learn. It's really exciting when people feel their body and feel muscles starting to come alive. It's so empowering. And so, a big part of my mission is to help people live their life purpose. And I know from my own experience, when you feel in pain or debilitated, it just zaps all of your life force energy. And when you do feel your body come alive and you feel strong, it's just so empowering. And it affects you on every level. And we see that with people. They go through life with a lot more confidence, a lot more ease, and a feeling more inspired
0: honestly i'm inspired just thinking about it. it's like the new frontier that's what i'm thinking is it's a new frontier to actually feel what's going on in your body can be expressed in a different way because you feel that good it makes life worth it it really does live it with vitality and know that there's some longevity that's attached that is the new frontier so you're talking to a kindred spirit
1: (laughs) You see, so many people, I don't know how to say this in a more, maybe nicer way. So I'm just going to say what's in my head. But you see, so many people giving up in life. They turn 50, 52, 55, sometimes 60, sometimes 70. But there's a point where you see even people in their 40s just give up and they give up because they're in pain. Like, Me, for example, at the age of 30, my knees hurt so bad I had to give up hiking. Now I'm back in hiking again. And it's my great passion. I love it. That's when I feel most alive is when I'm in nature. That's one of the ways that I feel like I'm living my my purpose is when I'm in nature hiking. But when I couldn't do it, it was so debilitating. It was so depressing. We see so many people give up in their life and just settle for their bodies being a certain way. I want to... Be able to let people know, A, there are solutions if you want them. That's the key thing, of course. You have to use these solutions. You can't just put the book on the shelf and think you're doing something. But if you use these solutions, your life can change in such a dramatic way. And you can reclaim and do all the things that you love to do.
0: Absolutely. It should give a lot of people hope. An inspiration because I think to some extent, culturally, we're made to feel that when you hit certain benchmarks, this is going to happen when you hit 30s yes. and 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s. So we have less of an inspiration to want to have longevity because we accept the fact that at this age, this is what it's going to feel. And it doesn't have to be. That's yeah. the thing in a nutshell. It doesn't have to be. I have dangerous hope that we can live <laughs> a life that's robust with vitality and longevity if we feel good about what's going on inside our bodies. Absolutely. I appreciate the time that you spent with me. I will include all of your contact information in the show notes. So thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Next Chapter Experience. If you have already subscribed, rated, and left a review, or shared this podcast with a friend, many, many thanks. For questions, comments, or feedback, reach out to me at Jeanette Gussett at nextchapterexperience.com. We'll be back with more conversations. So until then, keep that fire burning.